0: Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast, where we equip girls in knowing their identity and calling. I'm your host, Caroline Hare, the founder of Waves Girls Conference. It's a joy to bring some encouraging conversations, messages, and coaching that will give girls tools for life and ministry. We believe that you can start making waves for Christ in your home, community, and world today. We have some amazing guests that are doing just that. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to ask that you would leave a five-star review and share this episode with at least one friend that you think might like it or need it. I'd also love to connect with you on Instagram, so find me at Caroline Hair or at Waves Girls Conference. Okay, let's get on with our conversation. Well, hey girls, I cannot believe that we are on season six of our Waves Ministry podcast. Wow. Um, I am so excited that I have my friend Tiana joining us this morning. Say, hey, Tiana. Hi. Tiana Brown is an amazing young lady. She and I, I'm trying to remember, like we were kind of reminiscing the other day, trying to figure Mm -hmm. out how we first met each other. I think it was actually through a ministry called Crying Out that was going on yeah. a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a young adults ministry in the, um, in the panhandle of Florida where um, it was a bunch of young adults that would get together every Thursday night and we would pray and intercede and worship and mm-hmm. give words to one another. And I think there were a lot of ministries and relationships that were kingdom that were birthed out mm-hmm. of that ministry. That ministry is no longer going, yeah. but I, I know that we met each other then.
1: Yes. Yes. Somewhere in the mix. (laughs) Somewhere
0: in the mix. And, um, Tiana was also in a, um, a program, a leadership ministry school program, a Destiny Worship Center here in town called Emerge, and so our paths just kind of intersected here and there. And you know, she did all sorts of things for Destiny, um, but now she is in Navarre, technically. And <laughs> but she is doing all sorts of things and I can't wait to dig into some of that. But tell us a little bit about yourself um, before I steal your thunder.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. Yeah. So, like you said, we met years ago um, through Crying Out. Um, can't really pinpoint when, but definitely, like you said, kingdom friendships and relationships were formed during that time period. And, um, you know, I am 30 years old, uh, just recently moved back to the Panhandle area. I moved away for a few years. Um, Kind of what we're going to talk about today is reasoning why I moved away and and why God called me back. But um, I just recently started my own business, um, Interior Design. And um, definitely God led. Um, this wasn't what I expected, but I am excited. I'm excited for what God has planned, and um, I'm excited to help people create beautiful spaces. Um, but also doing it in um, God's name and in in His glory and in His honor. So bringing that to um, my clients' spaces as well. So that's kind of that's me a... in a nutshell. <laughs>
0: love it. I love it. Well, I know that I just I just got home on. Oh goodness. I'm like, what day of the week is it? I right. just came home two days ago um from a 14 hour drive down to South oh, Florida. Gosh. And I know that like for me, I feel like I'm always on the go, but um whenever you're on the road and you have a road trip because she used to live, she's lived kind of in some other place. She lived in New York. She's lived you've lived in
1: Colorado. Did I make that up? Uh no, I had a client in Col- Colorado. Client in Colorado. That's yeah, right. but I've lived like I can list all the states I've lived in. Mm-hmm. I've lived in I was born and raised mostly in California, Southern California, moved to um, Las Vegas, Nevada, okay. lived in Keller, Texas for a little bit, um, Northwest Florida, then up to New York, and then back to Northwest Florida.
0: Okay, yeah. So, you've, you've moved <laughs> around a little bit. like I, Yeah. So, I know that <clears throat> with all that moving, you've got to do some road trips to get your car and your stuff here and there. Yeah. I have to know, like, what is your favorite song to listen to on a road trip? Like, what's your, (laughs) like, pick me up, like, I gotta get going. Like, what's your go-to song on a road trip?
1: So, I love, love old music. Like, before my time, before my generation, um, my mom is very eclectic with her music. So, I grew up listening to different kinds of bands like journey and all of that so like my go-to um like song for like a road trip is tears for fears um everybody wants to rule the world okay just that intro alone like and you're like just getting on. on the road you're like yeah this is going to be a good ride. Like going to be a good day. You
0: need that good song to like get you going. I love
1: that. Exactly. I yeah. Love,
0: yeah. Awesome. Um, I, I rent out a party bus, um, on our youth ministry nights and I take it mm-hmm. to the schools and pick students up and oh, cool. um, our students love the oldies. Like they love listening mm-hmm. to journey and different stuff like that, but I should, I yeah. should turn that song on for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> nothing like, there's nothing like a good ballad, like, you know, just like soft rock ballad or just like, yeah. I don't know music is different like there's some good songs these days but like i don't know i feel like back then it was a little bit more like heartfelt
0: <laughs> yeah, i agree I agree. Yeah. Um, not just for the hits. So, okay, yeah. so this season, um, this year, really, our theme has been, is more than, like, we're, mm-hmm. this, we're more than a conference, we're a ministry. Like, we believe that mm-hmm. we are more than conquerors, we're more, that God wants to do more than we can exceedingly, abundantly above all that we could ask, think, or imagine. Yeah. But in thinking about our podcast, like, this is more than a podcast. Like, this is more than that. It's more than than just um, two people speaking and, and having a conversation. Like, we're trying to talk about identity. And calling. And so when I think about, um, you know, when I look at that phrase and I think I am more than a, or more than a, um, like, how would you fill in the blank? Like, what are you more than a
1: blank? Um, so I would say I am more than an interior designer, but I would say more in depthly, I am more than a calling or a task. Um, um, because I've put so much into who I was going to be when I grew up. That's something that um, I kind of held tight to as a little kid. Um, And so like, that's something that I feel like I've recently, when I say recently, I mean like literally in the last like six months have come out of, I'm more than what God can ever do through me. Right.
0: That is so good. I think, you know, so many times um, it's, it's, easy to think well like god blessed me and this because it was for him and for the calling and purpose on that he wants me to do but it's like you're more than that thing that he's called you to do right mm-hmm. um you're more than just those gifts that you have there's so much more to you um and and i think it's not just more than you but more to you as like a child of god you know mm-hmm. that he didn't create you just to be his puppet um, and I think so many times we get in this performance mode that it's like a transactional relationship between us and God instead of like that he just wants you, you know? And I think that is amazing. And I think so many of our students and our college students that listen to this, like they get so sucked up into what am I going to be when I grow up? And if I'm going to be that, then I have to take Latin. If I'm going to be that, then I need to take mm-hmm. Spanish. I mean, like all of yeah. our decisions become based around this calling, that we have right so yeah. when have you tried to put your identity in that calling or that purpose um and, and like when like when have you done that and had others um try to identify you based on that
1: um i think my entire life <laughs> <laughs> um i think so like growing up like i come from um uh, like the background that i have in like my like, one side of my family is very um, big on, I, I don't know, like, like like brag, like being braggadocious about, like, this is what my child is doing, you know? Right. Not that it's a bad thing. Um, not that it's, like, you know, they're proud of their children and their, you know, their nieces or their nephews and things like that. But for us, the kids who are the ones trying to get bragged on are striving for that, you know? They want to be you know, on the family thread of like, look what this person is doing or my child is doing. And so growing up, like I always felt that like, I needed to find my, what I was supposed to do mm-hmm. and do it. And, but God had different plans for me. Like I always was like, well, I don't know, maybe this, but I feel called to this and to do that and to go here. And I became like a very like whimsical member of my family um and so like you know a lot of my cousins and a lot even my sisters like they have like their degrees like you know masters and like you know going for phds or things like that and that just wasn't the calling that i had in my spirit like i did well in school and i wanted to do well in school but going off to college to get these like degrees and things that i just didn't have a passion for um kind of caused me to like find like an identity crisis because I wasn't finding what I was called to do and so I was wavering for so long and so I had you know family saying like well why aren't you doing this or you should be doing this or what happened to this idea that you had you know a few years back are you working towards that and so I would start putting my identity and all of those things and like but found myself lost and floundering and I just, I couldn't get the grip of it. Like I said, six months ago, it was when I was just like, all right, like, I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> like, right, right. I've I've strived and I've tried and I've cried and I've prayed and, you know, I've had people support me, but like, it just wasn't settling right in my spirit. That's and good. so, uh um, yeah.
0: I think in families, there is a lot of competition that goes on, um, mm-hmm. whether it's said or unsaid, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like you, I mean, I've seen it with my family. Like we get to our family reunions and it's like, we may have only like some parts of our family we see a couple, a few times a year or mm-hmm. super often, but then there's other parts that you only see annually. And when you see them, it's like that boasting of like, well, my child yep. is doing it. <laughs> Like, you know, and, and I think about like, um, even, you know, my sister, she's 13 years younger than me. And, um, I think she's kind of figuring out her call now maybe, mm-hmm. you, know, like, you know, she's, she's on her second adult job and she's figuring out if she likes it and if she's going to continue mm-hmm. in that industry or not. And, you know, that kind of thing where it's like, I knew what I wanted to do when I was 16, which everybody thought I was nuts, you know, cause they're like, well, you don't know, but you know, and so it's like, just people have these different stories, but there is this pressure to know. Um, and it's mm-hmm. like, how, can you possibly know what you want to do with the whole next 60 years of your life? Right. Um, when you're a teenager or when you're a college right. age student, like you, you may have a couple different careers, you know, you may have, right. <laughs> you may have a couple different callings that are given to you by yeah. God that God's like, well, in your lifetime, I want you to accomplish this, this, and this you'll do mm-hmm. these two earlier in your life. And you'll do these two later, you know, like they're, mm-hmm. There's so many different things that I think that that's really intriguing because so many times like that leads me to the, our next thing. like We have these expectations that are put on us based off of these things that we're, we're, we're supposed to do right? Mm-hmm. That were called to do. Um, and so like, what were some of the specific expectations that did you have? Like, I don't know, some parents are funny and they're like, well, I want you to know what you do, what your major is by sophomore year of college, or, you know, mm-hmm. you will go to college no matter what, even if it's in basket weaving, like my parents both said, <laughs> you know, like even if that's what your degree's in. So like, what were some of the mm-hmm. expectations that were put on you, um, in regards to your calling?
1: So I For me, I feel like it would, the expectations that were put on me wasn't necessarily like you need to figure out, you know, something specific. It was basically figure it out (laughs) Um, and not necessarily like from everyone in my family, right? It's just from like certain groups of my family. And and I don't fault them for that, you know, because they are, they want to see us succeed. They want to see us do well in life. And so those questions weren't coming from a place of like judgment. It was definitely, I know, coming from a place of love and concern. And so those expectations weren't necessarily like, you know, I need you to figure out, you know, your life and have it written down on paper. It was just more so Hey, like, what are you? What what are we doing here? Like, what's the goal? Like, what is the goal? (laughs) It's like, uh, still figuring uh. that out, right? Like, every day is a new day, (laughs) right? Right. Um. And so, but yeah, I mean,
0: we're wired so differently. I think you mm -hmm. made a great point. Like, so many times in our family does press us on those things. It's out of good they're It's out of good intention, right? Like they're just like, I want you to have a, like, and many times they're happy with what they're doing and what they're called to do. Mm -hmm. And they want you to find that, that joy because you know, they say like, you'll never work a day in your life if you love your work. right? Right. Um, and so people want that for you. So when did you start to realize like, Oh, I'm more than just what I do. I'm more than my calling.
1: Yeah. Um, so I would say it was, um, probably back in 28, 17, maybe 18. Um, this was, I had, I went through a merge, the program at destiny. And I was like, I found my calling. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know, minister to, um, the youth and young adults, and I'm going to eradicate youth and young adult homelessness, like spiritual homelessness. And I was like, that's my goal. That's what I'm going to do. And, you know, a few years later, I'm still not doing that. And like, I'm still trying to like, I'm like, what is happening in my life? Like what's going on? Like, why am I ministry? Why is the ministry not starting? Like, why are the doors not opening? Why are the opportunities not taking place? And I ran to New York and I was like, I I need to get out of here sometimes. Right. Right. Maybe
0: not New York, but everybody like, people tend to run away when they don't know what to do. Right. It's that fight or flight thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was just like, I have to get out of here. Like, I just need to, I need to get somewhere outside of where I feel like I'm, I'm trapped. And um, before I left, there was some words of wisdom that a pastor at um, destiny gave me. And it was, you know, God has a greater work. He wants to do in you than he ever will through you. Wow. And at the, at that moment, I was like, I don't know what that means. That's not what I wanted to hear in this <laughs> counseling session. And I just, I just, I gotta go. And so right. um, there, Um, so it was one day in New York and I was at the subway and I was like on the phone crying with my mom. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. And she was like, basically not fully knowing that story, you know, that, that pastor, had, you know, the words that he had given me, she basically reiterated it. And it wouldn't be until maybe like a year later, I was, you know, walking throughout the city. I sometimes I'll do that on the weekends. I would hop on the train and I would just get off and just walk around to learn my surroundings and stuff. And I was just listening to music. And in that moment, like the Holy Spirit was just like, you're more than, you know, a, a job or a calling, you know, I want you and I want, like, I could have you doing absolutely nothing as a job or anything for the rest of your life. You know, because if it means I lose you in the process, I would rather you feel frustrated and not doing anything than to give you a calling and a purpose and like these these tasks or bonuses as I like he like, I reference them as um, and lose me in the process. And so like, I want you, I want your heart, I want your life, I want your dedication and your love before I could ever, you know, promote you into something that I feel could rob you from me. And um, in that moment, I just was like, you know, I sat down in the park and I was just like, okay, I get it. I get what those words meant, you know, the, all those years ago. and I finally understand that, like, it's not just about, you know, what I feel like, I feel like I'm not doing anything. What's my purpose and my right. purpose in life that I've been put on here is to love the Lord, to love God and to love his people. And, you know, and love his children. That's the main purpose that I'm here on this earth. And anything that I get to do outside of that is a bonus. You know, if I get to start a ministry, a bonus. If I get to start a business, a bonus. If I get to have a job working with cool people and enjoying it, a bonus. Even if I get to job where not working with cool people and not really enjoying it, a bonus because I'm a light in that area, you know? Wow. And so um, coming to that realization, was still something that took a, it was still a process. It's still a process to this day. I think it always will be a process um, because we live in a world where we are told, you know, we're defined by our jobs. We're defined by our careers and what we do and what we contribute to society. That's right. um, in, but in reality, in actuality, like, it's our love for the Lord and his love for us and how we love people around us.
0: That's so, so good. I I love what you were saying about it. It's being a bonus that it's like first and foremost, like you're a child of God and that's your first Mm -hmm. calling your first purpose. And, and that he would, it's that question of would he care enough about you and your soul and y'all's relationship that like he would brush that other stuff to the side. Um, if it meant that, Um, he was going to lose the connection, you know, that like God is always about that connection. Um, So I like listening to your story on like how you had that aha moment and that beginning of like turning the tides, if you will. You know, I think about like what the process was like for you breaking free um, of being in that mindset that, and realizing that like, I'm more than my calling, like Mm -hmm. process for you involved a few things like, it involved you um, getting away from the voices, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Like it involved yeah. you like um, getting in his presence, right? Like even though you were in the middle, it's crazy how like we can be in the middle of downtown or walking around, but like we can be alone with him. And that yeah. time, like it, it was you getting alone with him, like clearing out the voices, getting alone with him, and then being willing to listen. Like, what are some other things that, am I missing anything that you're like, man, these were the things that helped me break free of that?
1: I think it is pivotal to, um, have godly voices around you. Yes. Like you can have friends who don't walk with the Lord and like, you know, who are good people, but it is vital to have a core group of people or one person even That you can say, hey, like, this is where I'm at emotionally and mentally in this aspect of my life. Like, please pray with me or please, you know, come alongside me. And um, that is one thing that an additional thing I would add to that is make sure that you have godly counsel, godly friendships um, and community around you. Because community is huge. We're not meant to do life alone. Right, And, um, because when you're alone, you get trapped in your own mind and then your voice is the only voice that you're hearing. And, um, and it's not, that's not good. It's not safe.
0: No, um, it, there's okay. a, it says in the word, like there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and it's like sometimes whenever we can't hear the truth for ourselves or if we're so far in it, we just don't see the picture. Right. Like we need those people to come in and say truth and love to us. And I go, okay, I don't agree with you, but if all of are saying this, okay. Right, exactly. You know, like I think that is is great. That's awesome. Now, what are some takeaways um, for you that have helped you stay grounded and unwavering and like, stepping back into that thought process of, of your, your, you being only your calling, like what are some of the things that have kept you unwavering from, um, knowing like, okay, I'm more than my calling.
1: Um, it's the reminding yourself of what God has spoken over you and what God has said to you. Um, because whenever those thoughts start to in, you know, intrude on your mind, like you have to remind yourself, like, no, God says, I am, you know, the head, not the tail, or, you know, I am, like you said, more than a conqueror. I am, you know, I'm loved, I'm cherished. I am more than my calling. Like, you know, I'm already chosen. I'm loved. I'm, you know, you know, it's just like all the things that like all the promises and the truths that he's spoken over you is what combats what, you know, um, the enemy tries to throw at you in terms of like, you know, I, if it doesn't matter what it is. Like you just have to speak the word against what the enemy is trying to bring you back into and suck you back into uh, or the mindset that he's trying to bring you back into. And so That's like, right. even with starting this business, like I said, this wasn't the initial plan four months ago, you know, starting an interior design business. And, but because I have released all of it, like, you know the calling to god like i hold it so much more loosely now mm. where like if he's right. like i'm going to take this away i'm not like trying to like hold on to it and grasp to it, like no like you said it was mine you said it was mine like i want it it's more so like okay like well, then what's next right like, what do you have for me and it allows me to be freely to move wherever like the spirit leads and to not like hold myself um and not be down on myself if it like it doesn't work you know i had to get to a point where i said okay lord even if you don't you know come through i'm okay i'm still chosen That's even right. if i look embarrassed in front of everyone else it's okay i'm still chosen you know you still see me and um because a part of like a lot of that anxiety in the back of my head was always like the what it looked like to other people right and Rather than looking in the mirror and saying, This is who he's called me to be, and if what I do looks foolish to the world, he's doing something that's right, and it's not without purpose. And so, um, if I start this business and you know it doesn't go anywhere after like you know six, seven months, whatever, okay, that's all right, like I'm no longer holding on to it so tightly, I'm not. I'm okay with whatever God has planned because he he's brought me this far. (laughs) Right. right. Um, In life, like surely he's not going to leave me and forsake me now. (laughs) Right.
0: Exactly. So I love that. Well, and I think I I'm like, man, we've got to we'll have to develop a graphic, but it's like, even if blank, I'm still chosen. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like, even if this happens, like, I'm still chosen. Um, What for you, like, whenever you say those takeaways of, like, standing on the words that he's spoken, what does that practically look like to you? Does that mean that you, like, quote the things that he's spoken to you? Like, how does that look?
1: Um, That could be, like, simple, simply, like, if I'm in a mindset, I will Google, like, um, what does the Bible say about depression? What does the Bible say about anxiety? Um, And I will get those verses and I will just start, you know, reading them. And then I'll even go back through my journals and look for words that the Lord spoke to me in my quiet time. Um, because there's multiple times where I'll be writing and, you know, and he just started down, like loading on me. Like, this is what I see. This is who I've called you to be. Um, this is the, the daughter that, um, I foresee in the future as you become more aware of, my presence in your life, um, and I'm—I talk out loud. I'm that person that you will see talking to themselves sometimes. Like the sometimes you have, yeah, like you have to talk to yourself. Like all right, self, like let's get it together. Like no, okay. like we are not, like we are not doing this because this is not who we're called to be. And like it's okay to have those emotions. It's okay to feel what you're feeling okay. because we're human. Right. And we're having, we're spiritual beings having a a human experience and it hurts and life is hard and it's okay to feel it, but we have to remember we've already won. Like we have the victory. So we have to quickly remind ourselves in that moment, like I'm feeling this, I'm going to feel it, but I need to turn this around and I need to go to the person who can turn it around for me. Um, and so that's kind of like the practicality for me is Googling And speaking out loud.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's right. I do the same thing. So I I get it. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, Tiana, I am just so like, you've given us so many wisdom nuggets today that I think we're going to be able to take away. Um, But where can, where can the girls uh, follow you and keep up with you um, on social media and and other places, but where, where can they connect with you?
1: Um, So they can connect with me on my personal um, Instagram or my business one. Um, but my personal Instagram is Tiana Alexis B. Um, and sometimes I'll have on there just like these, what I call honest Christian moments Uh where like, I will, it'll be like a mini blog, so to speak, where I'm just like, this is what I'm walking through. This is is what I'm feeling. And, um, hopefully it's encouraging to someone else. Um, and then on my business account, if like you want to just look at fun pictures of transformation of spaces, turning into beautiful spaces, um, is Tiana Brown designs. Awesome. Very
0: cool. Um, and girls, we will put those accounts in our notes on, uh, on the podcast notes. So, um, Tiana, I wanted to say thank you again for coming on the podcast, mm-hmm. for just speaking to us about such, um, such truth that um that every single one of us i think has encountered at some point
1: thank you for having me such an honor i'm like i feel really blessed to be able to be a part of um, what you're doing and um, be able to speak hopefully some truth and wisdom into um, your girls lives
0: awesome okay girls we'll see you next episode Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com, and our social media at
1: Waves Girls Conference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.